Now for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated Podcast. Hey, Rob. How's it going? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. I was in the mountains this weekend. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was lovely. There was, uh, we stayed at this real hipster hotel in a town called Buena Vista uh, called the Surf Hotel. They just built it and it overlooks this river and you can just watch people whitewater raft from your um, balcony. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my whole life is in chaos um, because we are trying to get our house ready to sell because we're building a new one and trying to get this one sold and yada, yada, yada. So our our entire house is kind of the situation where it's like a um, the home version of when you have to breathe in really really big to like get your pants buttoned because your pants don't fit. <laughs> um, like I think if you opened any closet <laughs> or any, like closed containers, just stuff would just fall out because uh, we've got everything tucked away. Because the uh, the guy, uh, we had a photographer come and take pictures of the inside of our house today. So we, it's, it's like, especially everything's hidden. You've been it's on like a juice comical. cleanse. <laughs> yeah. Like everything I'm looking for, I can't find. Yeah. And then I open something and it's just like a pile of stuff falls out. And it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's chaos. So hopefully my uh, podcast setup sounds normal because again, that was something that, um, for some reason, my wife didn't want in the photos. It doesn't have <laughs> universal appeal to have just a podcast set up. It's, it's weird. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, one day it will. Yes. <laughs> It'll be this yes. is the podcast room. <laughs> mm. um, well, awesome. Uh, well, so today we're talking about something that is uh, near and dear to my heart. Just, Not it's really. just yeah, it really suits you. It's the thing you love. <laughs> uh, I, I thought we'd talk about face-to-face meetings with clients. Uh, so I've I've had um, mo- most of my clients are out of town, um, but I have gotten to meet with some here recently as I've done some travel and have, have uh, shaped some trips around, spending time with them, and um, and then I've gotten a few more clients here locally. So uh, than I than I've typically had. So I'm I'm doing more face to face meetings with clients, and you do a lot of that. And so um, you know, bestow all of your wisdom upon me. Uh, <laughs> m- meeting Yoda. Yeah, there's been a number of times. Um, I think that you and I have talked, and I'm like, we'll just have a meeting with them, and and then you'll know. And you're like, mm, how about this email? <laughs> and I'm like, just have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, understandably, uh, you know, meetings are like, uh, if you don't do a lot of them, they're even more annoying. <laughs> I, um, in my first job, they, they, I had this like comical cord phone and I remember the attorney who hired me being like, uh, just call yourself in, uh, uh, call the opposing counsel and just introduce yourself. And I just thought that was like the craziest thing in the world <laughs> that I would pick up the phone, like without any advance planning or notice and just like dial this person's phone <laughs> and be like, hi, you might not know me. My name's Sarah. Um, and I just had like, I was like, okay, email and then set something up. No, no, just pick up the phone. Um, which is a reticence that I think is um, unique to our generation and then increases in the generations below us, I assume. So, um, 
you know, probably there's loads of people being like, oh, oh my gosh, this person called me on the phone. And it's so annoying. Um, still to this day. But uh, in-person meetings are very, very useful. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes they're, they're less useful. A lot of times I, I'm not that into having one, but my clients are, especially in the third trimester of my pregnancy, <laughs> it seems. Um, I'm like, well, this is a phone call, you know, like, I don't really, I have two, two dresses that fit. So, <laughs> you know, you want to do this on Tuesday or Friday? Cause I have laundry to run in between. Um, but you know, they can be, there's this place you get to in communicating by email, um, where maybe you start to feel like, okay, we're, we're not getting off on the wrong, the right foot here. There's something that's not being said or understood. And all of that you can just knock out really easily if you, um, run over, uh, face to face. Also, people are way less likely to stiff you, <laughs> um, and seem to respect you a lot more if they see you in person face to face and you're not just a disembodied voice, um, or, uh, you know, a person that they're emailing that could be a bot. So it's, it's a very like utilitarian and also like tactical maneuver. Yeah. So my MO has, has largely been, and I forget where I saw this, but, um, someone gave this advice in an article or something, um, that to try to press most communication down a level. So if so, like most try to turn most meetings into emails and try to turn most emails into, you know, text messages or it just like whatever the next level down on the, the spectrum of, communication is, um, you can normally, uh, get by with that and it helps you kind of maximize your time. And I, I would like to think that I do that for, cause I'm this uber efficient, um, high wielding business professional. I think the truth of the matter is I'm a bit of an introvert and I just don't like being around people. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, my wife always gets mad cause I will go to great lengths, um, to avoid like calling in our, our dinner order or something, you know? And she's like, why don't you just call them? And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, I'll go, I'll spend 45 minutes trying to figure out what's wrong with their app. Before I, I <laughs> You're will, like on the phone with I tech support them. about their app. <laughs> just yeah. so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Tweeting at them to tell That's them, tell them their app so isn't funny. working correctly. Yeah, I mean, um, I understand that impulse. Like yeah. I, I do feel feel that impulse because it's so much chiller to not have to interact, but it's so helpful and it, it saves you from wasting a bunch of time and a bunch of back and forth. A lot of times, especially if you've got multiple stakeholders, um, that you're trying to interact with and you're not sure that they're on the same page, but you can't really do the thing where you're like, well, Jim said that this was the way to do it. Is that what you think? You know, <laughs> and there's a lot of unusual dynamics that you can just like cut to the core by all meeting in person. And then all of a sudden it makes sense. Um, the problem for me is that these meetings are so taxing because it's like usually no less than an hour of just like off the cuff, high yielding legal advice. 
Um, and that's much harder to do than answering questions one by one by email whenever I get to them when I can, you know, research and do everything before I answer. Yeah, that's true. And, and it requires like time that is not like these, I don't know, meetings to me require these big blocks of time that are on my calendar that are not movable too. You know, it's like the rigidity of not having the flexibility of my schedule or being able to like, Oh, I'm, I'm really invested in this project right now and I'm going to have to set it down so that I can have this five minute phone call that I decided three weeks ago I was going to have arbitrarily at this time. And, and whenever I have one of those moments, I always kind of kick myself because it's, it feels like I've, I've not scheduled my life as efficiently as possible, which you know, is, is this unicorn that I'm trying to catch admittedly, but, um, but you advised me recently in the situation I got into with my client to get over myself and actually have a face-to-face meeting. And you're absolutely right. Like the, the humanity of sitting across the table from, from each other of, of like, you know, understanding both sides and it not be this like chat thread or this Slack thread or email thread that feels like arguing about politics on Twitter, you know, like where everyone digs in and, and no one changes their mind and everyone's mad. Um, you know, all of a sudden like that. And I, you know, I think to your point, I think that's as much as like just calling and introduce yourself to the opposing council feels like something that would happen like, you know, on Nick at night. Um, <laughs> it, it also like human interaction is something that I, I notice in myself and, and very much folks younger than me is, is like a skill that's, that's diminishing rapidly. And I'm beginning to think like you, you've mentioned before, the value of being a partner in people's businesses versus just like filling out forms for them, you know? Um, and it seems to have that, that to be a human, <laughs> to be a person that like has people skills and has relationship ability uh, with other humans still seems like a, a growing opportunity uh, for advancement in, in my business. And I assume a lot of listeners businesses as well. That's interesting. Okay. So you, you talked about a number of things, but number, number one, you said, um, that I was right. And I just want to, <laughs> again, I like that obviously, but like you, you called out a, a time that it was useful to meet in person. Um, and that was when you were kind of both digging in on, um, like a, a business issue and just needed to talk it through. Um, what are some other times that you've found doing what you do that it's been useful to meet face to face? Um, so a lot of time, my regular meetings with clients look like looking at a screen with people. And so like a a chat, actually like a screen share is actually more beneficial. Like there's no need for me to drive to your office so we can look at a screen together. Um, but beyond like the, the monthly reporting, regular check-in kind of things, I, I see it being really beneficial whenever there's some, an out of the ordinary, uh, challenge that's that's arrived you know a challenge or opportunity that requires us to my client and i to come up with something that is not what we've typically done um because it gives them an opportunity to ask questions um i i struggle one of the one of the hurdles in my business is figuring out the uh technical prowess of clients oftentimes there's like 
I don't want to talk over their head, but I like live and breathe this stuff. And a lot of times they feel a little, I, I find clients that feel a little, um, hesitant to admit how little of what I'm saying they understand. <laughs> and so I, like, I try to, when I, when I figure out a, a client is, is, um, falls in that camp. I try to create moments for, for them to ask questions that they need to ask without feeling dumb. And, and by email, I feel like, I feel like doing that in person, I often will get, and, and there's a few like questions I will ask in person to kind of pull those questions out of them. But I often get like a, a more open flow of information. So, um, you know, when we've run into that situation or we're, we're kind of pivoting our strategy or coming up with something that's different, like some clients I know I just need to kind of get in front of and give them opportunity to tell, to tell me they don't understand or they do understand, you know, um, or, or they understand it enough to go tell their boss or something. Right. And, and that's kind of a second level of that, that seems like an area and you articulated that and it's true for me, but I hadn't really thought about it in those terms is when you're trying to assess whether, you know, somebody's sophistication level and what you're talking about, because just talking over the phone, you know, they're not going to interrupt you to, to ask questions. And you're very good at that. When I've um, asked you about digital marketing stuff, you are very good at uh, anticipating questions so that the person doesn't have to ask the dumb question. You just go ahead and answer it. Um, but I'd imagine that being, being face-to-face is even more useful with that. Yeah, it is. And you can usually kind of read their face a little bit better too. If you get the deer in the headlights kind of thing or the like, the like earnest nodding, like, yeah, I understand what you're <laughs> yeah. saying. <laughs> like, yeah. No, you don't. It's okay. No. Um, yeah. So those kind of situations I've, I've find to be, uh, kind of super helpful, you know, for most of my clients that are in a good place and we're in a good rhythm, that's fine. Um, but anything out of the ordinary or occasional check-ins where I'm, we kind of talked about this in the recession episode we did a few weeks back, but like when I just want to check in at a more human level and see how business is going and just kind of, kind of be there as more of a, not like a digital marketing consultant, but just like as a, an, an ally, you know, a friend, um, it's kind of nice in particular if we're in a, a rhythm of doing online screen shares or whatever, if I can kind of check in in person, it, it gives us, it's like a different vehicle of communication. You know, it's like we've, we've called and talked on a different That's channel. That's fair. They do. I mean, um, people do yeah. seem to feel that you're much more a part of the team if they've seen you in person. Um, or seen you in person recently, you know, as we're having this conversation, I got an email from a client and the subject line is how about a breakfast? <laughs> so, um, you know, like obviously, and, and, and it goes on to say, I just want to do a little brainstorming, nothing legal, just somebody who knows the business. Um, so that's exactly the kind of thing that, uh, we offer that computers don't. And so we have to stay sharp on it because there's <laughs> diminishing, diminishing avenues of, um, contribution that we can, you know, where we can do things better than computers. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the truth. So what, what is kind of the flow that you use for, uh, face-to-face meetings? Like what are the things you try to keep in mind? What, how do you, how do you kind of, for, uh, we've, we've talked about in the, the mastering your calendar 
um, at how setting those, but as far as like interactions leading up to and during the meeting, what, what tips do you have? Well, um, I recently had somebody who just insisted on an in-person meeting, um, and he moved it four times. The day of was at least two of them. The day before, it was like day of, day before for three of the times that he changed it. And, um, that was very frustrating. So, uh, it was a potential client. And finally, I just said, Hey, you know, you've rescheduled a number of times, um, day of. So I'd be happy to find another time to meet with you. But first, you're going to have to sign up with me so that I can bill you for the next time that you reschedule. <laughs> Because, like, good Lord. And what was so frustrating was he's another attorney. So, like, <laughs> you know, he should know that that's a pretty big, I mean, maybe in his mind, maybe he lives in his office and so it's not a big deal. But for me, you know, I might not be going into the office at all that day. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've moved around to make sure that an in-person meet works. So if somebody reschedules too much, um I'm I'm starting to get more and more comfortable uh, with the threat or possibility of billing them for the time. <laughs> um, and then certainly no-shows, which I've never had, thankfully. Um, I think you should bill for. But mostly I just, you know, to instruct someone how to get to my office. I just hang out. I wait for them to get there. And uh, they walk through my door. And then usually I stand up. I have, this is like maybe too granular, but I have a desk with big monitors in front of it Um, because that's how I do my work. And it's fine, but and there's chairs across from it, and they're not, like, in the way necessarily, but there's this weird power dynamic with it. (laughs) Like I'm the principal. (laughs) So um, I usually have a table to to the side. You've seen my office now. (laughs) Yeah. So I have that glass table, so usually I'll stand up and, like, say, hey, let's sit at this table. Um, so that we're both sitting in the same type of chairs uh, on the table. There's no screens in front of us. And I just have my little notepad and I take notes and throughout the time that we're talking. No technology at the table, just you handwritten notes and notepad. Like a yellow notepad. Nice. Um, there's, there's a local folk folklore in my area of, of a, a senator politician um that was really short that used to uh, come out from it behind his desk and sit on his desk as, as a way of like oh, towering over whoever was that sitting. would work yeah and, and i always think of that in that situation because that would be just so awkward because usually those chairs are not real far from the yeah, desk just, that'd be super awkward yeah there, like being in the front row of the movie theater or something there's a um there's a person in town that's so funny that there's like a war in your in your town and there's one in mine as well there's like an expert um uh back when i was a malpractice attorney she did um like economics of medical bills and she was like the only one and uh, (laughs) the legend has it she has an office that's like eight feet by eight feet she makes everyone drive to her where like she lives way out in the middle of nowhere and then there's one other chair. And so everyone else has to stand. And the other chair is really little. So there's like all these people awkwardly standing around. She sits in her desk, like very comfortable. The court reporter is over to the side, like on a little folding table. And it's just like such a power move. Apparently she's just terrible. 
So yeah, you could do a lot of things, I guess. I mean, that's sometimes people <laughs> just sit down at my desk before I get a chance to stand up. And so then that's where we sit. But most of the time, um, I try to kind of encourage a more interactive um, back and forth by sitting everybody at the table. Yeah. Do you do anything ahead of meetings to either prep for the meeting? Like not, not internally, not just for you, but like in looping whoever you're meeting with into prep or to do anything to influence the fact that you mentioned not having no shows, like, um, any of that sort of thing. Oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, I always follow up. Um, within a reasonable time beforehand, I usually send the push or send a calendar invite. So that's on there. Um, and then, you know, it's easy to follow up and say, Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Just FYI, this is, you know, you go to level five or this is the situation with parking or whatever. Um, so, uh, I have some information to impart. It's not like I'm suggesting they might not show. <laughs> um, and, um, but that's every, at the end of every day, right? I, I pull up and I look at my calendar for the next day and remind myself what's coming up. And that's the time that I would send out those kind of messages. Um, and then, uh, if they've sent me a bunch of documents and they're paying me, I mean, a lot of my meetings happen before I'm officially retained and people just want to meet me and see if I do what they need done or whatever. Um, and for those, I do nothing because you get, you know, it's like an hour of time you might never get back. And, um, sometimes they don't even know, like, you just have to level set. They've never worked with a lawyer. They don't know it's going to be so expensive and they're scared away. Um, but, uh, if it's, you know, a meeting to go over documents, that's a pretty heavy hitting thing. So I've got them all printed out in folders and tabbed and we go over them together. Nice. Yeah, that's one. Um, we talked last week and the, it's the same this week, but um, we've, we've partnered with Texas Mander for uh, the month of August and uh, with Smile Software, the makers of Texas Mander for the month of August. And and one of the best snippets I've ever created was was for um, confirming meetings. And and it um, maybe I'll try to link to it in the, sh- in the show notes, but uh, for any other Texas Banner users, but it essentially was like, Hey, just confirming our meeting today at, and you know, you could fill in whatever time needed to be filled in. And then it had like three optional, I could check on and off paragraphs. They were like, okay, here's the details. If it's an in-person meeting, here's the details. If it's a screen share or here, if it's a conference call. And, and so like then the conference call, like it had the, you know, the called info and the, the number to dial and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the same way with if it's in personal meeting, here's like directions to our office, where to park, that whole thing. Um, and that I felt like that was a, I don't use it as much anymore because I'm often going to people's, you know, if, if we're doing a face to face meeting, I'm going to them, which it sounds like is maybe a little bit unique um, as people usually want to visit their their attorney's office. Um, um, but it's so, you know, it's not as beneficial uh, anymore as it used to be, but it, it helped, uh, I think avoid a lot of no shows or a lot of those kind of weird false start kind of meetings, um, and, and expose people who couldn't manage their calendar early on versus, you know, sitting there in the room waiting for the, the phone to ring or whatever. Yeah. That's, you know, you mentioned doing a segment last week on like what are, um, 
best text expander snippet use was. And that's for sure. Mine is, is call-in info. <laughs> all one word. All one word. Call-in info. Boom. It's like, here's the number. Here's passcode. Um, because nobody knows, you know, like how else, if you're going to use that information and you're going to impart it, you're going to have to go find it every single time. I mean, that alone is worth <laughs> like getting a text expander subscription. I feel like I'm selling it. Like it, I get money from it. I don't. I just, I really believe that it's, um, great to not have to look up that stupid information. So yeah, same, same with, uh, like in person, um, stuff. I used to have like a document that I would do for how to find the office, but this day and age, everybody knows how to find places. So I don't really need to give them specific instructions. We're on the corner of third (laughs) Avenue and Like, like, you know how, um, but <laughs> to continue the trend of flashbacks to stuff that someone in her 20s used to have her secretary do, I because uh, this was just what everybody did, you, you would have your, you would say, I'm CCing Candace. <laughs> Sorry, Candace. Um, here, so she can give you instruct- or directions on getting to the office. And then she, and I don't know if it was, it was probably one of the other secretaries, not her, but um, had this like, like photocopied map that had been photocopied like 45 times and then scanned into a PDF and was attached and had like a like highlighter around where to go and all of that. It was this big it's like the dumbest that, waste of time. That's horrifying. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years, but like, oh my gosh, how stupid. That was a real part of like setting up in-person meetings that was essential and we never missed. <laughs> oh, Goodness. bless her heart. Well, at least you guys build a whole lot of money yeah. to, be, to be that on top of yeah, this. Yeah, right? It, like, whereas you can you can hit like you know, comma directions and the whole thing pops up and, you know, I mean, you don't have to pay an entire person's salary plus benefits and <laughs> it's way more useful. <laughs> uh, when I, this is a, a quick aside, but when I worked at the uh, accounting firm, I set up a e-fax line like, a um, because we didn't really have a fax machine cause it's the year, you know, 2017 or whatever. And I set it up and so I knew the number and I posted the number like in our little intranet and like all these other places. Uh, we, we used group text expander. So like everyone could just do comma facts and it would show up. But I got asked like no less than three times a week. Hey, what's our fax number? Often like in a Slack thread where if you just scrolled up a little bit, you could see where the same person asked me like last week too. <laughs> and I would just get asked over and over and over. And I would, my response was just comma facts. And they would like, and like, oh, thanks. I really, really appreciate it. Like, this is oh so my gosh. dumb. Oh my gosh. I mean, Anyways, I would yeah. bet the, the attachment of the super bad photocopied directions to the <laughs> to the office up there with the printout of MapQuest directions that also was the thing that I received numerous times. And I mean, I graduated law school in 2011. So, <laughs> like, you know, since uh-huh. then. 
Yes. Not exactly looking things up in the yellow pages yeah, to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Which was also like photocopied with highlights and, and then all of, I don't know if you remember, cause like maybe you never used MapQuest, but there's like all these ads on it. Oh yeah. Like all over. It would print off like on separate pages. Yes. And so you're like, yeah. which parts are the directions? Oh my gosh. There's just, there's ads everywhere. <laughs> Oh man, that that was crazy. So people still pay for uh humans to do that. Yeah. Well, um I'll ask this too. Like what how do you approach like uh winding down a meeting? Like I you, you know, you've got to be mindful of your time. Like at some point, you know, there's some meetings that like there's people that abide by just kind of the natural calendar of like uh you know, after about an hour both people are kind of spent and so they <laughs> Like they wind down and there's people that don't seem to, you know, resonate with that and are still going strong. Um, When you've kind of committed so much time to something, what are some of the graceful ways to kind of uh, transition away? Well, if it's a meeting on the clock, it usually everyone's motivated similarly to wrap it up. Um, And I'm sure I told you about this. You saw the record player in my office, right? And so I play... um, uh, Fleetwood Mac rumors and it's about like 50 minutes on side A and so it just like I'll put it on maybe it was like 40 something but you know put it on at some point and then it's like it starts to do that record thing like whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> and the person always is like well um, I, thank you for your time <laughs> and just starts wrapping up it's like the subconscious cue that has worked 100% of the time such like a Pavlovian I know. technique. <laughs> like, I did it, you know, like I just I uncovered that on accident and um, now I'm a big fan of it. I mean, it's a cue to myself as well. So maybe they're responding to me, uh, you know, as much as anything. But I really think that it's just like it, the music stops playing. <laughs> and so and I only do that with uh, like intro meetings for people who are not clients yet. Because that's one where like nothing good is coming from an intro meeting that is lasting more than 45 minutes because either they've decided to retain me and I would like to go ahead and be on the clock so I can provide them with good legal advice or, you know, there's, they're wasting my time and here we are. Or they've, I mean, they're not wasting my time. They just decided not to retain me and we should go our own with. Right. Yeah, there's uh, an app. I'll see if I can find it that I used to have on my phone when I get trapped into. I've had a couple clients and a couple bosses <laughs> that fit this category, where you can you can set a, a timer in the app and they would call your phone at the end of the timer. So it'd be like if I'm you know if I'm not if I've not safe, safely disarmed this countdown. <laughs> Within 45 minutes, please like ring my phone as though I'm getting some sort of incoming call and then I can use that as kind of a, kind of a break in the action. That's amazing. That's, that's like a bad date situation. And, yeah. And, and mine is really weird and specific. So like, yours is probably something that more people could do themselves. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been helpful, and we a couple of the agencies I've worked for, we've had just kind of pre Madonna clients that would that would meet for four hours if we would let them. You know, it's just constantly like a fencing needed to take place, and so we a b tested different techniques on how to how to do that. That's and, so uh, smart. 
So, I mean, usually I have something else happening, so it's not, you know, too too artificial to go ahead and wrap it up so that the next thing happens. And, and usually I'll get a phone call um, at least once every couple hours every day. So on uh, on your landline, I mean, you saw it, right? It's like, yeah, I have an honest to goodness like cord phone. <laughs> it comes with the Ring Central app. <laughs> They're like, I mean, they're honestly giving them away. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I look very old school with the record player. I figure I can justify the cord phone. Yeah. Just got to get that rotary dial. Yeah. <laughs> like Andy Griffith. Sarah? <laughs> I'm going to call uh, the operator. Patch, patch me through. Yeah. <laughs> So um, what do you do? That's um, like, I, I mean, you wrap them up that way. Do you do anything afterwards? Are you like um, sending follow up stuff? Yeah, I try to be for, for clients that have a hard stop or clients that, that I anticipate running long. I try to really early on be like, hey, and just, you know, maybe when we first sit down, just be like, just, you know, I've got a hard stop at this time, you know. Um, just so it's not like I'm cutting anybody off, but if it's early enough in the meeting that it doesn't, it doesn't feel threatening. It's just like, Hey, this is, you know, this is how much time I've committed for this. Um, and in particular when it's, you know, 50 minutes to an hour, um, no one's had a problem with that. You know, that always in the front end seems totally reasonable. Um, as far as follow-ups, for, for client work, I, I try really hard to follow up with a list of action items for anybody in the group um, and or just like a recap. Uh, so like for for meetings that are dealing with like maybe something that's potentially contentious or something, you know, or something needs to get sorted out. I'll follow up with a recap that's just like, hey, just, you know, we talked about these things. This is kind of what we decided. You know, this, these are kind of next steps. Um, or if it's just kind of a, you know, a regular meeting with clients, I'll often follow up and be like, Hey, these are going to be my, my focuses leaving this meeting. Here are the things I need from you. Um, you know, if, if they're time sensitive, like I'll include, you know, timelines for those too. Um, and I try to the best I can in kind of those situations, uh, tie like a schedule in to like, Hey, I'm committed to work on this next week. That means I need these things by this date. If I don't have them by that date, then like you're kind of like off the schedule, you know? And once the things show back up, I'll reschedule you. Um, kind of create a little bit of leverage that way, just so that like we keep things moving forward, you know? Cause, um, when you're in there and face to face with someone in the room, you, you usually have their attention. You, you know, you there's a temptation, it seems to like promise stuff in a time frame that seems, um, unlikely, you know, um, just based on the fact that, you know, certain clients almost never get the stuff that's promised. And so, um, trying to kind of manage that well, uh, so that our time has been effective, you know, it's, it's not like a, I'm not trying to like strong arm them into anything as much as it is just trying to make sure that like, Hey, we took the time to you know, drive across town, sit face to face. Like, you know, a lot went into creating the situation. Let's make sure that like, it's not lost on the back end. Yeah. I, I like that. I would, I would agree with that. I wind up sending a lot of follow-up emails cause I'll be, um, I'll be working to, you know, with somebody and, and it winds up with a decent amount of homework for them. Like, uh, hey, I want to start a business. Okay, great. Well, you know, 
what do you want to do? I want to compete with my current employer. Well, do you have a non-compete? I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, find it. <laughs> Send me all the agreements you've signed with your current employer. Um, and then we keep talking and there's additional stuff uh, that comes up, you know, more times than not. Um, there's a big long list of, of things that they need to send me as first steps. So I can see them like start getting a little bit frazzled, like, oh, I need to write this down. And I'll say, don't worry about this. I'll send you a follow-up email. But I like your approach of, hey, if I get the stuff from you, I'll be able to get it done by this timeline because I I need to tighten that up. I'm pretty bad about being uber responsive when I have the time and then um, surprising clients with needing reasonable turnaround time when I'm busier. Yeah. And that's what, that's what always seems to happen is like those things get left open and it's like the worst possible time they reemerge, you know? And I, um, it's, you know, I played part of this off as being antisocial. Part of it is like probably an overwhelming sense of guilt of not being able to like jump right back into those situations. And so trying to, fence myself from my, from myself. I tried to put that timeline together. That's just like, Hey, you know, like I, I want to help you. I want to help you as quickly as I can. This is what needs to happen for, for that to exist. And, uh, it's not that my time is more important. Like, you know, I, I try to put that schedule together in a way that's as realistic as possible, um, for both parties and, and usually even try to like get by and during, during the time together. You know, like what would be a good time, a reasonable timeline for you to get this to me? Okay. Well then like, we'll, we'll work off of your inputs, you know, like, and schedule around that. Um, because there is this temptation that once, once you leave, like if it's not top of mind, something else is and, and, you know, days turn into months really quickly on, on some things. If there's, if there's not that sense of, uh, urgency or action. So that's a good point. Um, Yeah. yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll mention, and I, I don't do this as often as I should, but um, occasionally kind of the thank you note or thank you email is is really beneficial. And I use it at, at a lunch with some people today. Um, a, a, a kind of a colleague, a former client from, from uh, several jobs ago reached out knew somebody that was doing this thing that was really interesting and was trying to get people together to have a conversation uh, and kind of help this guy um, who's launching, launching a business. And it was, it was enjoyable conversation where I was just glad that he thought of me well enough to include me and, and this opportunity. And it's not, I mean, it's nowhere near like a client or anything, but it's, it's still interesting in a way for me to help somebody else, which I, I welcome. And, uh, so those kind of situations, uh, as much as I'm able try to, um, you know, be thankful and, and humble in those situations and, and thank, thank people for pulling me in or thinking of me and, um, and providing any kind of resources or articles or whatever, um, that came about of, came about from our discussions. And if nothing else, it gives all the people there kind of a good recap and a good, avenue to get back in touch with me. So if they ever wanted to, you know, um, and sometimes I'll even revisit those threads like months later when I hear like, you know, see another particular article or some sort of relevant interview. And, and it's just a thread I can kind of keep adding to, um, uh, which is 
has been beneficial in the past just to keep those conversations kind of alive. I agree with that. I um, have a tendency to reach out through a medium that we weren't using to set up the meeting. You know, like I just went to lunch last week um, and it was looped in through email. And then I reached out to the person through LinkedIn that afternoon and was like, hey, connect. Good to meet you. Really appreciate you taking the time. Really enjoyed hearing what you had to say. That way they have this kind of cementing of this other way. And I'll do the opposite if I've coordinated with them through LinkedIn and send them an email. Yeah, I like that. Just so you've got a couple different yeah. touch points in a way, uh, especially if you're active on LinkedIn or, or you know, a particular network that way you yeah. can kind of continue to get stuff in front of them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. like people see, <laughs> I've had this thing happen lately where people see me in town and be like, Hey, I've seen all your, uh, your stuff that you on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I don't, okay. well, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know like which stuff, <laughs> but good. Maybe I should focus on stuff more. <laughs> yeah. I think the other big thing that I kind of the last thing I'll add is, um, is being focused while I'm in the meeting, you know, like, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm taking out some, a computer or iPad, I'm getting notifications about other stuff or whatever and, and figuring a way to kind of like tone all of that down or turn it off. Um, I think, uh, for a lot of Macs, if you swipe over from the, the right hand side of your touchpad you get your like um your little today bar like all your notifications if you scroll all the way to the the very top like you don't see it by default you have to scroll away to the top there's actually a do not disturb and um i'll turn that do not disturb on during meetings a lot just to you know limit the notifications i'm getting and and try to um kind of focus that time and energy and not be distracted because I feel like the value of being in person diminishes very quickly. If the person you're in the room with doesn't feel like you're paying full attention to them. That is so true. I do the do not disturb thing. Um, I failed to do that on a Google hangout that I was screen sharing on yesterday. Um, And my friend texted me and was like, my dad has prostate cancer. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry that that just showed up on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do not disturb. Very important, especially if you iMessage or screen share. hundred percent. Yeah. Some of my college roommates will send me stuff. And yeah. it's usually not, uh, not something that yeah, I want. Yeah, this at least wasn't like, how's that terrible meeting going with your idiot, you know, or anything like that. Yeah, Sure. Well, cool. Well, as much as uh, I don't want to admit it, um, I think, uh, you know, face-to-face meetings do have a place and whether that's digitally or or truly in the same room, uh, some benefit can come from them in the right situations. I think they can. And I I appreciate your reluctance agreement. (laughs) Next step, I'll get you sold on faxes. Uh, Where's Candace? Can we can we share Candace somehow? No, that you're. Does she want to work for Unfederated? She was actually very very good. It was just like some of the stuff she had to do was insane. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor just Candace. the culture of asking people to do all of that stuff is insane. <laughs> yeah, and you got to think if you're her, like to change yeah. it to make it more relevant is probably not worth the fight. Yeah. Like, you know, just do whatever. what you're asked and. I'm the youngest, yeah. so I'm sure everybody else found it very helpful. Yeah. 
Well, uh, as a reminder to everyone, uh, we've partnered again with Smile Software for this week's show. And so we're doing yet another giveaway, uh, which is awesome. Giving away three um, licenses to Text Expander, Sarah and I's favorite Mac utility, which actually also works on your iPhone, iPad, Windows, and Chrome. Uh, so it works a lot of places, uh, not just Macs, but we're on Macs and we love it. Um, so if you want to enter to win unfederated.studio slash smile, uh, link in the show notes. And then if you want to just jump the gun and get in on a sweet, sweet deal, uh, you can save 30% off the first year subscription with the link in the show notes. That sounds good. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm excited to share some winners uh, with some folks this week and good talking to you, Sarah. Good talking to you, bro. Have a good week. You can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts.